Let's just move straight in because we've got the man. We have the He's, director he right is here. here. You're still called the executive director, aren't you? I am, but uh, the <laughs> the real magic happens by <laughs> you know a team of people. I, yeah. Uh, for better, for worse, get to kind of be the showman, but uh, the real magic is done. You're the by mascot. I'm the mascot. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So. so we're talking with Joe Rutten this morning. Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself. You ha- wear many hats other than the Faith and Business Conference. Tell us what you do. Yeah, I'm the director of the Benedictine Leadership Institute at Mount Marty College in Yankton, South Dakota, a Catholic Benedictine liberal arts school down there in the Missouri River. I'm a faculty of theology, and I really am an educator at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I've believe uh, in seeing things differently. I'm a visionary who passionately tries to help people live integrated lives and uh, build bridges between faith and whatever it is that they do personally or professionally. Wonderful. So that's my full-time job and then I am the executive director of the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity which is an apostle of the church to help men uh, empower one another to be better husbands, fathers, and business leaders. And out of that we started this larger initiative to uh, help the entire business community, men, women, Catholic, Christian, um, consider what it means to take Sunday into Monday uh, and integrate faith principles into business practices. Mm-hmm. So we're in our fifth year now, and uh, we're excited about the continued growth and development of this conference right here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Well, and the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity has kind of taken a different turn and how you're approaching some of your meetings. Can you go a little bit into what you're doing now and why you felt like it needed to go that direction. Um, So the number one thing about people gathering together is that typically if they like each other, then they show up, Mm -hmm. right? And then second would be content as king. If you have good people enjoying relationship with each other and great content, you just find that people come not because you're twisting their arm or you're doing the extra phone calls, although those are important, uh, but because they're really fed through the activities and the events and the relationships that they build. So with the men's business fraternity, we really took a focus toward trying to create small group uh, work where the the men really, really do Lexio Divina at each of the meetings and at our gatherings where we read from the vocation of the business leader. It's a short document that's done in about 80 paragraphs and we just read a paragraph and uh, pray about it and discuss it among small groups and then share back to a large group at our monthly virtuous business leader formation meetings that we have Um, and then we have uh, quarterly breakfasts where we encourage one of the men from the community to get up and share their testimony about uh, who they are and as it relates to being a husband a father or a business leader and we've just found that, one, the relationship is, is most important, and two, when other people share their testimonies, it empowers mm-hmm. and stiffens the back, mm-hmm. I like to say, mm-hmm. of the others in the room. So. Well, and I just wanted to make a note, too, because not only, you know, it's for men only, and there's a reason behind the, the that. The men's business fraternity, yeah. Yeah, that's part of it, but um, I think also... Do you still have access to it online, to those talks? Yeah, yeah, we have all on our CMBF, SF, stands for Catholic Men's Business Fraternity Sioux Falls. 
uh, on on that website we host all of our talks and all of our uh, conf- the, the faith and business conference speakers. There is a tremendous platform of outstanding material. <laughs> it really, the is. videos on there are just magical. They're so good. Yeah. Um, you know, we've really brought in in the last five years to the faith and business conference world class mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. communicators and educators and business leaders to to work with us in this taking Sunday into Monday approach to faith principled business practices and all of those talks are warehoused on the the men's business fraternity website so whether it's the the half hour testimonies from men about their lives as husbands fathers or business leaders or it's the faith and business conference you can get all of that on our website absolutely well joe i as a former educator i i just want to uh, extend my sincere thanks to you for answering that call to be an educator and and uh helping young people uh, form their lives around Christ. And, uh, uh, you, you know, this, this Faith and Business Conference and your organization uh, is so impressive. And it is uh, something that I would like to see other communities around our network um, uh, focus in on and maybe model uh, this after what you've got started here. I, I believe what I witnessed last year for the first time is something that I thought other communities could model and create this, all this good that's happening. Right. Uh, and there's a movement in the United States. It's mm-hmm. led at the academic level, and it's particularly uh, Catholic University of America is at the heart of it. And then uh, Dr. Michael Naughton, uh, uh, Director of Catholic Studies at St. Thomas, are two of the principal institutions and players behind it. But it's really thinking differently and saying we might have um, co- uh, compartmentalized our educational system. And we we ourselves actually might have been the ones to separate faith from these other realms of the academic mm-hmm. world. And so we do psychology over there and theology over here and business over there, but never shall the others cross their paths. And it's like, wait a minute here. I think that our institutions need to present an integrated approach that understands the whole of humanity, who we are as people, and how it is that we go about the business and the work that we do. And so a psychologist ought to have a deep understanding of who the person is and how it is that faith informs who the person is and how they go about you know, leading their lives. And the same applies to business. There's a real movement within business uh, faculty and business programs to do this. And so out of that has come a response from business practitioners to say, wait a minute, we really like this. Mm-hmm. We think there's something here. Mm-hmm. We want, we're, we're thirsty, we're hungry, we're starving to have an ethical approach, to have a principled approach, to, to have a, an integrated approach to how we do business. Because we feel um, that oftentimes in the community, they're vilified as just people that are seeking wealth and are greedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other side, uh, when the church has a project, they're the first ones they go to right. to fundraise to get these New best friends. projects done, right? And so it's like, well, wait a minute. How can the church provide back to those same business leaders that are creating the wealth and are leading these these Main Street businesses and these larger corporations? Well, let's not just have a group of men doing a men's group centered around business, but maybe we can take this to a larger platform and create a, pla- a conference where men and women of all faiths can mm-hmm. come together and think deeply about this. Mm-hmm. So there is a movement. 
Mm-hmm. It's from coast to coast. Denver is a hub and a hotbed. Dallas, Texas is a hub and a hotbed. Washington, D.C., St. Thomas. Up. There's a number of communities, and I'm telling you, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, of all places, with the help of the team that's really in seven years brought this ministry and this work and this conference um, to where it is at today, has really put Sioux Falls, South Dakota on the map mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to this work. Yeah, so at the end of the day, Joe, have you seen... Uh, examples of uh, business leaders bringing faith into their business and what that does it it makes them more successful it makes their companies more successful because there's this base of uh, what would you want to call it trust this is a caring that so so what we've done is we've turned business into um, uh, what would you We've turned business into structures and strategies and, and processes and procedures and management principles and all of these types of things. What we failed to do is educate business leaders in mm. the humanity mm. of business. What, what does it mean to be a human? Because it's the humans that are in the practice, right? right? And so we've, we've, we would be wise to go back to saying, how do we help form people uh. so that when they do business, business is done better. Uh, Peter Drucker, I think it's Peter Drucker or Warren Bennis, one of the two kind of leadership management gurus, um, said, you know, to be a leader is to become human. Amen. To do do business well is to be a good person. And when you're an integrated person, when you walk into the office, when you've left the pew on Sunday and you go into the professional experience on Monday, you're bringing that person with you into that exchange and so compassion and trust and honesty and these principles that we all know are vital to human success we now bring back to business practices as a foundational piece to flourishing in businesses also the profit is a component to that because you will see the residual success of a better culture which produces more profit If you're just tuning in, we're talking with uh, Joe Rutten. He's the executive director of the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity, and we're broadcasting from the Faith and Business Conference this morning in Sioux Falls. So how did it go from the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity to opening it up to the Faith and Business Conference? What are we talking about with the... So at the heart of the whole thing was to help start a men's ministry where men could come together, but the organizing principle wasn't necessarily theology, but was business. Mm-hmm. So men oftentimes That's what you're find comfortable their, with. Right. They yeah. oftentimes find their value and their worth in what they do. And so, well, let's start a men's group that way. Well, it was quickly realized that, number one, there are ladies that would be potentially be interested in such a thing. And so there is a group of ladies that d- are discerning uh, what that might look like for them. But without a doubt, we, <clears throat> we knew immediately there was a larger demographic and audience for this. And so two years after we started the men's business fraternity, we began this faith and business conference. And it's, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. If you're out there listening and you haven't been to it, uh, mark it for your calendars next year, the second Thursday in August, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It really is a, a must-attend type of an event. Absolutely. And you bring in big names from across the country. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I can release the name of next year's keynote. Oh, uh, you already have So it. you might have to, <laughs> well, we'll see about that. But, yeah, okay. from, a, from a business and an academic standpoint, um, you know, these are the, the global leaders, really. Dr. Michael Naughton, who's been here to speak, is uh, he's a global leader. He works with the Vatican Pontifical Council for Peace and Justice. He works with Cardinal Turkson and the, the kind of the Catholic global Vatican movement about how to do business well. 
um, Bob Keith, uh, Andreas Widmer, former Swiss guard, and, um, you know, he was part of a business that helped create Siri on your iPhone, oh. you know, like, well, now he's in education, teaching, and helping young entrepreneurs um, see business as a calling and to help business be a force for good. Yes, and Joe, you know, if you think about this, in any business, any business at all, you're dealing with people, and how, and and faith, incorporating faith, incorporating what what you called uh, being more human or human humanity. Right. It, it's uh, it, it's go it's going to uh, uh, again at the end of the day, it's going to. Uh, help people be successful, help people be to be happy oh, with what they're doing. Because Human flourishing care. and happiness is at the heart of the whole project. Business and profit isn't the, 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 the end of this thing is salvation. The end of this thing is a greater goal toward, but, but we know that the kingdom can be here on earth, right? Christ came and is present. And so how is it that we can help human flourishing here? Mm -hmm. Well, business is a significant component that contributes to human flourishing. And yeah. so we want to give a nobility back to business, but we also want to give business a further telos, a further end, a further direction that says, well, this isn't simply about profit, although profit is a sign of flourishing. Yeah. It is a sign of health, of organization and community and structures and strategies. It's a sign of fantastic culture. But at the end of all of this, by the way, we're not going to take this with us. There is a further human destiny for us. And in light of that, we ought to be being we ought to prioritize our lives as professionals that remembers we do have a calling to salvation and to family and to other priorities as well. But we don't have to sacrifice profit and successful mm -hmm. business in order to accomplish those ends as Absolutely. well. Well, can you give us just a real brief rundown on who we're going to be hearing from today at the conference? Yep, Bishop Swain's going to come and kick it off with a few words in prayer. He always does an outstanding job of setting the stage for us. Catherine Pocolic, she's a doctorate of economics out of Catholic University of America. She's going to give us a broad vision of what principled and virtuous business looks mm -hmm. like. Father Jim Mason's going to give us more of a practical approach of what principled and virtuous business looks like. What are those practical virtues that are important to be, for business to be done well? Right. And then Tom Morgan, our local uh, executive coach, is going to give us some, some lessons that he's learned actually from working with uh, prisoners. So Wonderful. we're excited about that. That is exciting. Well, thank you, Joe, and good luck for this morning. It's going to be a great conference. and. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank, Absolutely. Thank you. You're doing a lot of good here, Joe, you and your well, team. It's, it's a it's team, a that's for sure. There is an executive committee of 12, and there's a lot of workers, uh, people behind the scenes, really, that make this happen. I'm just privileged to kind of be, be to the face of it. So. Amen. 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 Thank you, Joe. Yep. Blessings. <laughs> Blessings to you.